Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on today, we hit my hometown. Or home, place, home, home state. state of Texas. Which, yeah. I, and I, we're going to talk about a few haunts and stuff like that. And a lot of them I have not been to because if you're not from Texas, you don't understand how big it is. Yeah, no, Texas is pretty big. Yeah, I can travel uh, six hours and I barely moved a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, six hours i can go from new york to maine and back <laughs> no in texas though i have a lot of personal stories because they are that's where a lot of intense kind of darker stuff happened to me um especially you mm-hmm. i lived there forever i know especially everything, everything. Especially, especially um there's a house that we lived in well it was like a trailer It was like a nicer trailer, and I kind of did like a preview of it on our TikTok and on Instagram as a reel, Um, but that house, no sir, that (laughs) house, like the wood, like the land itself, like a hundred percent had stuff on it. Like it's kind of one of the places. Like I wish I could go back now and kind of investigate with like my abilities and stuff, but there was some dark, dark stuff that happened in those woods. I have a lot of stories, so I'm going to not tell every single one, but tell a couple from that. I may just pull anyone out of the air from many experiences from the ranch I had. Also, that was the first time I think you witnessed like a demonic thing. What, the house? Mm Mm-hmm. No, not my house. You're a Yeah. 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 And even like retelling it, we had, um, I think Isaac retold the story to Carl Johnson and James Anita when they were on with us last year around halloween time um and they were like wow that's like quote unquote like technically like a well the experience game. alone which i remember i always tell this story i guess i could start off with this one segue into it i always when i tell people the story they always freaks them out because that's it's not much as uh what happened is the experience because i mean being an investigator now i've come across dark entities and stuff like that but Back then, um, I've never experienced anything like this in current time. Anyway, let me go, let me explain. Uh, one of these nights, I was uh, we were living together, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I worked overnight, so sometimes I would sleep at night, sometimes I wouldn't, depending. But this night I did, mm-hmm. and I remember waking up. It was nighttime, and I remember checking my phone because I was like, "Oh, what time is it?" I was like, "How long have I been asleep?" And I look at my phone, and it's like 3.45, right? 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay, I can sleep a little longer and stuff like that, right? And I, when I looked around, I saw you were sleeping on my chest. Like, I had my arm around you, right? Mm-hmm. And I look up, and I'm like, why is the room loud? Like, I hear the fan, like, vroom, 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 vroom. I was like, I looked at it, and the fan above her head, like, the, the ceiling fan. And I kept, then I was like, oh, what the heck? And I hear, started hearing, like, scratching like nails against the walls all in there and i was like we had mice before uh come in like that but as soon as we got cats they kind of wiped them out yeah which made me think that first like maybe there's mice or something in the walls or something but no this was like like someone on the outside of the wall not the inside like scratching the walls like everywhere i'm like what the heck is going on and then i wanted to look at you like to see if you're awake to see if you're hearing this and you were asleep but the weird part is is you started twitching in your sleep like I've ne- since that day till now, never have you ever done that ever, mm. ever since, right? Even before, right? All the times we spent together, never. 
and it wasn't like you were like twitching like like you were having a seizure it was like someone was electrocuting you like your head and neck was like jerking different directions but you didn't very move very far you were just still lying, lying on my chest and i did the only thing that came to my mind is like and this and a little eruption. back sorry <laughs> little backstory this was before we were very like spiritual very into like we knew about the paranormal and we were kind of into it but like it was kind of into it. I was really into it. Well, like you were into it, but what I'm saying is not investigators. Yeah. yeah, like you weren't like dove deep into it. Like where yeah. you would know what to do. It I was just like came a fan. In, it came into your yeah. head to do that. So continue. Anyway, uh, growing up Catholic and stuff like that, so I learned a lot of different things of holy holiness, but like spiritual stuff and religious things and stuff like that for my family being Catholic. So I did the only thing that came to my mind to stop what you were doing is I crossed your forehead like a priest would and you instantly stopped. But then I felt like hate and heat like staring at me. Like someone's just like, like with a major stink eye like staring at me. Right. And I was like, what the heck? And I look up in the corner of the room, which would be not directly in front of me, but to my right mm-hmm. up which in would, the corner. Yeah. Which would be like the headboard to my right. If, yeah, that make, if you're laying on a bed, it'd be like, you look up to your right. And the, basically not, how my feet were facing. No. No? Not there? It was next to your head. Okay, well, that's even worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, up in the corner on your side of the bed, right? Yeah. And I look up there, and I just see a black mass, like, that one section of the room darker than the rest of the room, and there was two small red, like, eyes. Like, they, the iris of somebody's eyes is red, but glowing enough that I can see it from the, the black mass. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what is that? And, like, the thought came to my head first was, like, demon. Right, and I looked at my phone because I remembered the all witching hour, which is three o'clock in the morning. If anyone wants to know, and I look at my phone, three fifty-nine, doom switches over to four o'clock. Not a sound in the room. It was quiet. And I look over to see where the shadow mask is. It's gone. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that. So, basically, we used to live in San Antonio. Like, the outskirts. Like, anybody... I know there's a lot of people that are from San Antonio that listen. Um, So, basically, we used to live in the Stone Oak area, like, on Sumantra Cliff. Like, uh, kind of That wasn't San Antonio. That was in... No, no, no. I know, but I'm getting ready to explain. Um, But it's, like, the back neighborhoods of those... um, Like, okay, Johnson High School. Like, right next to that area. Right? Like, those neighborhoods. And basically, yeah, basically nice, nice neighborhoods. But um, they raised the rent on us. And so we had to move somewhere else. And so my family kind of were thinking about like more inward into San Antonio or going on the outskirts. And so um, we had first like looked at the house and I didn't like it because I just got a feeling and I wasn't really in tune with my abilities. I was blocking them. So. I didn't really, like, take notice of what exactly was making me feel uncomfortable, but basically I felt very uncomfortable. And um, so my parents didn't listen to me when I was like, hey, I don't think we should get this house, you know. And I feel like they were probably, like, they had they had to do it because it was like that or, you know, the worst parts of San Antonio, kind of, like, more on the south side area, like, we would have to go. So they thought, well at least being on the outskirts would be better and you know the schools were a little bit better in their eyes and stuff like that so um we went and it's a 
desolate area. Like, I don't know if it's, it's you know, like, boomed up now because I think they actually put a Walmart closer to that area. But I don't even know what was going on. But something in those woods, like, I always felt like I was being watched all the time. And I remember I would always tell, like, my younger siblings, because I have a sister that's three years younger than me and then one that's ten years younger than me. And I would always tell them, like, don't go by the woods. Don't I don't even think it's safe for you to stay out there. This by is the yourself. house in Spring Branch. Yes, the yeah. house in Spring Branch. That's off a highway. Yeah, the one that's off the highway. Um, so so yeah, I would I would tell like my siblings not to go by the woods. Like there is something. The house itself wasn't that bad, but it's like whatever was in the woods would leak into the house. There was a lot of times where I would always have to put something in front of my closet because the closet door would open. And it wasn't like, I've always kind of experienced that, but it wasn't, it was weird. It was like you would see the doorknob from the inside turn and open. And it would just, it would be like a dreadful feeling. And then two, you'd see like shadow things in the mirrors. And um, uh, it was just bad. I remember one time, like my dad was, he just was like randomly like let's go look at the weird house vacation house that's in back of the woods and i remember we went one time and there was bones like in a perfect circle with like a deer head in the middle i mean that's just a small amount of mind you the story i I just i told about the demon thing happened at this house yes yeah a lot of like i can't even like narrow it down to be able to tell like one story like i mean shadow figures uh, growls, um, even like weird people. Like it made it made oh, no yeah, sense. Yeah, a doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another story. A doppelganger. So, um, there was one time where my siblings, I was in one room. I forgot what I was doing, but um, we had a room that had no windows, and it was basically like we turned it into like a theater room, and um, so they have were coming out of there, and they were like Megan, Megan. And I come out from behind them because they're calling out towards like the direction of my bedroom. Yeah, down the hallway. Which, yeah, which would be in front of them. And I was like, uh, what? And they turned around and they were like scared, like scared shitless. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they're like, you, ju- you just went from your bedroom into the bathroom because my bathroom is straight across. And I was like, no, I stayed. <laughs> like I was behind you this whole time she was like no and she said it was like dead on and like she tried calling its name and it's like in like, you know when you're trying to ignore someone but you're trying to keep a straight face to ignore someone that's what the face of the doppelganger Megan looked like mm. so it was weird but yeah so that house alone and if anybody wants to drive past it that's in San Antonio that like goes on the outskirts. It's on um, FM three hundred six, right past the Dollar General. I want to say that's, that's <laughs> it's what uh, it's, like, it's your your sense of direction. It's not really on the outskirts of San Antonio because it's really out of San Antonio. Oh yeah, that's true. It's like in between Blanco and San Antonio, like Which Spring Branch, a good hour distance. Bolverde, um, like, Bolverde, yeah. Bolverde would be closer to it. Yeah, because when I worked at the uh, HEB, which people are like, what the hell is that? Grocery store. Yeah. Um, I was about 10 minutes away from it from when we lived there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's on that road. It's FM 3 or 6, and it's like the highway you take to go from that area to Canyon Lake. 
So, because mm-hmm. you keep going straight, and then eventually at like 30, 15, 30, 45 minutes, you hit Canyon Lake. So, yeah. So, if you want to drive past it, and it's still there, someone owns it, which I'm real, I feel really bad for the person that owns it because, like I said, there was some, I mean, there would be random, like, like skulls found around the property, random weird etchings in the ground. Like, it was not normal. Like, ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough of our personal stories of Texas. Don't we have some legends to get to? Which is a lot, because Texas is basically its own country. Um, when it comes to the amount of space and shit that's probably happened there. So, we're just picking a few. So, um, one that I relatively knew. Granted, there wasn't like a lot that I paid attention to back in my youth. Because around the time of my 20s and stuff like that, I was mostly into music. And I watched Ghost Adventures and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like Texas haunt stuff I didn't really pay attention to. But those are the ones I heard, right? From San Antonio and um and the surrounding areas. Which funny enough, uh fun fact, you know uh Leatherface? Mm-hmm. From Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. The supposed true story happened around Travis County. Ooh. Which is outside of Austin. But no, uh one that I particularly heard a lot was uh Goatman or Goatman's Bridge. Mm-hmm. And that was in Dayton County, uh, Texas, which is a good ways away from where I live. But uh, I remember talking to um, a kid about it um, when me and Gabe would, or brother, would do uh, these band competitions, right? Mm-hmm. And we, everyone from the state of Texas would come like the one area to like perform, like like I don't know, sax solo or whatever, right? And there'd be like a, a marching ones and stuff like this. Anyway, this was like one for just like. You're playing your instrument and you're doing a certain thing, right? And you'd go for awards, whatever. But while we were there, there's a lot of waiting time. And you mean people from all different areas of Texas. So me and my brother were like the metal kids. So And we, of course, like other metal kids from me- metal, not mental, other metal kids from other areas would instantly go, hey, right? And we would like start talking about music and stuff like that. And I don't know how we got on the subject of it, but... Something about ghosts, because I think we talked about the ranch or something. And because he asked like where we live and stuff like that, and we said like that. And remember, uh, somehow we got on the subject of paranormal stuff. Anyway, he told us that he went to Goatman's Bridge. Oof. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what the story I know about Goatman's Bridge, I'll get to his story, but what I know about Goatman's Bridge is that um, in Dane, Texas, there's a certain bridge, and actually you can find it, it's made of concrete now. I think it was made of wood way back when. But there was a. Uh, a black man who was a like a farmer, and he always had a goat with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd call him Goatman because, of course, whatever like that. Anyway, um, from what I remember of it, he was uh, lynched by the Ku Klux Klan, and he put a curse on the bridge. Or no, they hanged him from the bridge. That's right. Hey. Um, and I guess somehow he his ghost forever stayed there. And anytime you hear like like like. We call it like hooves on the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Clunk, clunk, clunk on the on the wood, right? He's close, and somehow he's, he's seeking his revenge or something, yeah. right? Anyway, the kid told me that that bridge he has a take um, to go to his uh, area of town. Well, you have to go over it. You don't technically have to go through it, but it is like a shortcut way in the backwoods area. Mm-hmm. It's not normally used, but he would go over it. And he said one of these nights when he passed it, uh, him and his friends they're driving over. Um, they saw. 
a figure that looked like a man on top with goat legs, as he said. Ugh. Uh, in the in the in the in the woods area near the bridge, and they fucking ah, yeah, all that's out of there. But yeah, that was a Texas legend Goatman's Bridge. Now, funny enough, in San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, the, I mean, there's like tons of ghost yeah. stories from the Alamo to this hotel that I forgot the name of, but it's outside of the Alamo, where it's famous for the bride coming downstairs, like a certain time of the night. The Gunther Hotel. I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. But hearing stuff about the Alamo and that, I'm trying to think, I and then went, the uh, the Swan I've, Inn. I've been to the Alamo. Obviously, it's like one of the things. everyone goes to the Alamo if you're in school in Texas. <laughs> um, so I've been to the Alamo. I'm trying to think if I got any vibes. I didn't like being in there though for some reason. It's just it was weird. Like I never, I didn't really care for downtown San Antonio though either. I, I felt very off vibes like around the mall area. Well, anywhere just... around the Alamo, within a hunt, sorry, about a two hundred yard radius of the Alamo, you're probably going to step on somewhere where someone died. No, I had a weird, I had a weird like person experience. I remember, like you know, I grew up as a metalhead and all that stuff, and like I was in like goth at some point, and I remember I, as a person, have never been so freaked out in my life. I I remember me and my friend, we had gone into the mall it was like one of those things where we thought we were big and bad and we could handle like being by ourselves because we were like i don't know ninth tenth grade and um like my parents were close but they like let us kind of go off on our own a little bit i remember i was coming up the steps and i kid you not there was a line just an absolute line of gothic kids sitting up against the wall and I was like, okay, well, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. You know, there's not really any goth kids at our school or whatever. It's kind of nice to see other rockers, other, you know, goth kids. And I remember we walked past them. And I remember one specific guy goes and the clock goes tick, tick, tick. And, like, they would just stare. They just stared. And I remember me and my friend were like, what? the actual crap and every time i would go downtown every time there would be something something like we had a drunk guy chase us one time we had hey you had very good uh i mean no san antonio river walk no san, <laughs> san antonio river walk was really nice like the actual part i remember one time too like my dad you know he was like you know nothing really scares him like that kind of attitude i remember one time we got lost downtown and i remember that was the first time I saw him, like, worried. Like, he was like, shit, we gotta get back to the car. Like, <sighs> Not for me, man. I mess with some people don't mess with me. No, but, I don't know. I just, me and downtown San Antonio never had good luck with each other. I remember, too, I had a weird situation when I was eight, when I turned, no, I wasn't 18. I had, it was a bachelorette party. Um, and we were downtown, and... We went to um, this club, and I had a weird situation at the club. Like, yeah, you know, it just me and downtown San Antonio don't work. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so another like huge place talked about when it comes to Texas is um, it's in Arlington, Texas, which is kind of close to the Fort Worth area. Um, and it is called the Screaming Bridge and Hell's Gate at River Legacy Park. So this park has two of the most known, like, 
All right. For 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 context of distance, mm-hmm. um, Fort Worth from San Antonio is about nine to ten hours. Is it? Yeah. Dang. So, so someone goes, Isaac. What do you know about that? Because it's basically, you know, if if you're on the East Coast or West Coast, that's like five or six states away. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is basically the the backstory of the Screaming Bridge at River Legacy Park. So in other words. Be cautious when you go to River Legacy Park because they got Hell's Gate and a Screaming Bridge in one park. Case Lewis. So, the legend has it that one night a car full of kids were driving coming up to the what is known now as the Screaming Bridge and hit an oncoming car. Both cars caught fire and crashed into the river, tragically killing everyone involved. The road and the bridge has since been closed and can now only be accessed by walking through the park which most people try at night. They say the dates and names of these who died can be seen glowing in the river at night. People have also witnessed lights on the bridge as well as mystic fog and strange feelings. And you can even find the article about the car accident in the Arlington Daily News Texan from February 6, 1961. And then this is the backstory of Hell's Gate at River Legacy Park. So, basically, there's a trail at River Legacy that comes up to two old fence posts. It is said that the gate which used to stand there was the last thing captured soldiers saw before being hanged during the Civil War. Some say you can hear the sobs of the soldiers as you approach Hell's Gate. Others say you can see a red-headed man in a uniform standing guard. Like the Screaming Bridge, people feel quite uneasy while visiting this spot, and they can also sense the sensation of somebody watching them and hear weird sounds and voices. Once again, this phenomenon is said to be better when visiting Hell's Gate at night. Uh, do you remember something else? Yes. I mean... Not so I think that has a lot to do with the land is like tainted with different things, and especially when there's, you know... I'm curious. To, well, I guess they experience. Why is it called Hell's Gate? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Why specifically Hell's Gate? Well, you got mad at me. I didn't know a lot of these legends. I'm like, well, you know, I I I live in San Antonio, not all the way over there. Yeah. So, um, Mike, one, two, let's go. All right. Actually, I think I got that wrong. So just ignore <laughs> that. It was <laughs> from Limbiscuit. No. Uh, I, you got mad at me because I didn't listen and know a lot of these legends. I'm like, I wasn't. I mean, I was a fan of the paranormal, but I wasn't really paying attention. And around my twenties, and then these... we moved over here, and we've been here for the last eight years. Yeah, and you know, to do the math. So, um, but funny enough, I didn't really. I, I remembered this, and one of the, I guess, the famous haunted things that we have in common with North Carolina, or mm-hmm. especially around here, is the, our battleship. Yeah, in Corpus and Christi. I've been there. Yeah, I never been on it. I've been on it, and I'll yeah. tell you this: like, which I think is a Lexington, right? Yeah, USS yeah. Lexington, which I've been on, uh, which is bigger than the one we have here. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because the nature of battleships, but I'm not fond of going in there, or if it's like the tight quarters of battleships. Um, the only thing I can remember is that I, I didn't really care for it. Like, I I felt very uneasy on the ship. But Lexington is more like an aircraft carrier. The battleship, the uh, Wilmington, is yeah, actually yeah, it was an actual, yeah, you know, it was like an a actual, battleship like, with guns. Yeah. I just I remember that. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Because I was trying to think of all like the famous haunting places that I've probably been to when I was younger, mm-hmm. and that was like I guess one of them. 
But now one that was told to me that I never knew of, mm-hmm. and this is recently by um, the guy over at NSPTV. Oh, yeah. Right? He was talking to me about uh, the Baby Head Cemetery Ew. in Lano, Texas. Sound, that doesn't sound that. And Lano is about mm, an hour outside of Austin. Yeah. Everything in the- <laughs> I feel like there's some strange things that go on in Austin to begin with. Well, I mean, Austin's weird to begin with because keep it weird. No? Anyway. People know that slang if they're from there. See the stickers everywhere. Anyway, he talked about this. It's, I know people say Babyhead Cemetery. Yes, it was called Babyhead Cemetery, or still is. Back in the old 1800s, um, the settlers of that area were really driving out the natives of the area, right? And the natives, in protest, um, very brutally, uh, killed the children of the families of these settlers and put their heads on pikes up on this hill. Jeez. And buried the bodies there. Well, the, the families buried the bodies there with the heads in the uh, upper area, and they called it the Baby Head Cemetery. From then on, only children were buried there, but as, as lately as lastly, the last mm, 30-something years, they started burying regular people there, too. And he told me that when times he investigated there, most of the time he deal with his kids' spirits. So there's not really anything evil there that he, well, he experienced anyway. But um, dealing with children, ghosts, and stuff like that, you you can ex- you know, fully experience it there. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never heard of that until then. So, another place, so I know over here, and even in Texas, there's a lot of, like, university haunts. Like, over here, we have, uh, I think there's a college in Charlotte that's heavily um, haunted, as well as, like, and, um, like, Duke University even has its, like, stories and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure, I have to ask her, but I think my cousin actually went to this university in Austin. But it's St. Edwards University... And it's basically it has a um has a reputation um for apparitions that haunt the hallways, um basically seeing seeing spirits, feeling uneasy, getting weirded out, like if you're by yourself in a hallway, that kind of situation. Um, there was a student who fell to his death out of a window in the Maloney room. Um Maloney room? Maloney. Sure, you're saying that right? Like John Maloney? <laughs> so there was also a hanged drama student in the oh, Mary geez. Moody Northern Theater. And there was a groundskeeper who had a heart attack by the fountain at that university. So um, a lot of people apparently, according to AustinGhost.com, um, they have said that a lot of students have said that the university almost makes them feel like they're in Hogwarts, which is interesting. Like, the way the architecture and stuff is, and, like, weird stuff that goes on. So, there's that. And then... Okay, so, I don't know 100%, like, if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's based out of Marfa, Texas. Marfa? Yeah. And really, We got a lot of weird-ass name states, cities. <laughs> And it's basically the Marfa lights. So if you're familiar with anything, like, I don't, the best way I can relate to it, kind of, sort of, is like the Brown Mountain Lights in North Carolina. Um, they even have a, a festival dedicated to it. But it's like these weird orb things um, that show up 
um, in the in the sky. The lights are sometimes red, sometimes blue, sometimes white, and they appear at night with no matter no matter the season or the weather. Um, basically, you have some people that argue that they're just like random lights, and then other people argue like they're more than that. And I feel like Texas has a lot of alien type stuff. I feel like your ranch has a lot of alien activity that doesn't get documented. Only one time ever on the infamous ranch that I ever saw something of uh, alien nature. And funny enough, it was one time me and uh, a roommate at the time, John, because he was actually running out one of the rooms up in the building, the pink, well, now it's like a tangerine orange looking building, um, or more of a peach. I don't know colors that much. Give me like four and I'm fine. Anyway, um, he was renting one of the rooms up there. And uh, we were out on the porch. That's like right outside his door uh, up in the second floor. And you can see out in a good amount of the landscape area from where we are. You know, out in the middle of nowhere. So there's a lot of trees and stuff and open land. But sky is clear because no city lights. Yeah. And we were sitting there. I forgot what we were talking about. Like music or something. And he was sitting there. He was looking out, and he was smoking. The only reason he went on the porch to smoke a cigarette because he couldn't smoke in the room, of course. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "Hey, look at that!" And I was like, "What?" And I turned over, and we see it looks like three or four lights. I want to say three. There could have been a fourth, but it might have been a little distant away from the other one. That I thought I was maybe a star, mm-hmm. right? But there's three lights, and they are moving not as a triangle, but kind of like there were like a circle. A points of a circle each, and they were moving in a cir- circle pattern. Yeah. Which is weird from anything I've ever seen before. And the reason I say there could have been a fourth star because, or fourth light, is that there seems to be a light in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was a light in the middle or that was just them circling a star in the sky. Mm-hmm. That's the way we saw it. Which would mean that those three were individual vessels moving in circle motion of each other, and we could see through. Or that was a middle light, and it was basically one round ship, kind of like a saucer, right? Mm-hmm. I I was like, well, uh, what the heck is that, right? And we only saw it for maybe a minute before it flew off, and we didn't see it ever again. Jeez. <laughs> um. Apparently, too, there's another one that I came across that there wasn't like a whole bunch of encounter stories. There wasn't a whole bunch of like backstory to it. Um. But apparently, there is something called the Demon's Road. And it's in Huntsville, Texas, which is about three and a half hours from San Antonio. Um, so there's you know, it's tons- funny, yeah. Something I didn't know until it was brought brought to my attention huh. through TikTok. Um, Americans are the only really people who use uh, time as distance. Oh yeah, that's true. Because we t- measure things by time and how long it's going to take us to get there, mm-hmm. rather than how long it's it yeah. uh, the distance. I don't know how many miles. I just know how long it takes. Well, to add on to that, it's about <laughs> 218 miles from San Antonio. Um, but there's this place called the Demon's Road. And there's a lot, and you know this, of back roads in Texas. Oh, yeah. Like, just from, like, areas that I've lived. Um, but basically, there is this place called Demon's Road. And it's located in the town of Huntsville. Um Apparently, people that have traveled the road have reported seeing random sightings of red lights, along with multiple spirits, and some of those include a young child, different hitchhikers, and random people, apparently, that follow your vehicle as you're driving down this. And if you look at it, it's 
doesn't look too far off from like back roads around this area um and stuff it's just like it looks like just enough for one car to go down but it's a two-lane kind of road um gravel um even people have reported handprints being left on their vehicles um and apparently some people that have kind of gone down there kind of investigated a little believe that there's a demon that haunts the road and a cemetery that is located deep in the woods that is it happens to be close to the road itself but no one it's like forgotten it's like off to the side so yeah creepy yeah i never heard that before yeah so that's just like a small (laughs) like smaller you know like haunt it's not a bigger one um but yeah so that's that's freaky i'm trying to think if well a lot of my memories from my childhood Mm -hmm. and i I was told different ghost stories from people in texas um which i could probably share a few um there's some on the ranch but i don't know if i've told enough of those already okay anyway uh, one particular in my small town of Blanco, Texas, which Blanco, the only thing, uh, I think having a MOB player and a bomb threat at the high school and yeah, there's not a lot of stuff they're famous for, but the only thing that's really gets us famous for is the courthouse that, uh, they filmed the scene from, uh, True Grit from. Oh yeah. The, the new True Grit with, uh, what's his face? The I actor. his name. I see his face. Yeah. I can't say his name. Uh, he was an Iron Man. He played the war. More modern guy. Jeff Bridges. Yes. There you go. With Jeff Bridges in it. Um, the courthouse scene where he's 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 getting trial about like how many people he's killed. That scene was filmed in the courthouse in Blanco. The town that I basically grew up in. I went to high school anyway. So, I actually, uh, when I worked construction, I, I worked all around the area of of Texas and, and roughly in about any hour to two hour distance from where we were. But one of these stories was told to me by a fellow carpenter uh, that I worked construction with only for a couple of months because he was working on the same project. And again, I don't know how these conversations end up being told or asked, but paranormal always seems to come up with most people I talk to. Yeah. Anyway, he told me of a time, I think his name was Mick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told me a time that he was working on this person's house, uh, putting in doors. And he couldn't do it during the day for some reason. I guess he's working on another project. But he already promised his, this this family, this, this couple, um, that he would install their doors on the new house for them. So he went there at night. Right? And mm-hmm. this building that he was doing it was relatively old. It wasn't a new house. Yeah. Or a building that it was converged into a house. And had two stories. And he was working on the downstairs, putting the doors on and stuff like that. And he says roughly around 10, 11 o'clock at night, which I don't know why he's working that late. Yeah. But he was putting the doors in and he started hearing talking. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people having a conversation, which he thought it was the owners of the place upstairs, maybe showing people around and stuff like that. Yeah. So he went upstairs to say, hey, I'm here. How are you guys doing? Stuff like that. Went upstairs. Nothing. Dark. No one there. Nothing at all. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm hearing stuff. So he went back downstairs, started working again. No more than 10 minutes later, you hear the talking again. People laughing. Mm. And like, what the hell is going on? So he went up like, okay, they're playing a joke on me or something. So he went up there again. Nothing. Just dark, empty, no, nobody there. No sound whatsoever. Okay, he's getting freaked out. So he goes back downstairs. 
he's he's almost done with his work now. It's been about 30, 40 minutes. And then he hears it again, talking. And he says he swore he heard music. Jeez. Now, he told me what the building was. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> looking it up on the computer, because I didn't have a cell phone that okay. had access to the internet <laughs> way back when. Um, that building was a, 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 a event for parties. And in the area of Texas, it was like they use it for parties. So he was probably hearing residual spirits of a party upstairs. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Now, another one, my friend Rob, of course, the guy I worked construction with, he was like my foreman where I would report to him. He told me of a time where he lived in the town of Blanco, right? Uh, He lived at his house and his neighbor who lived in the backyard area because the house was connected by a good... mm, 20, 30 yard distance of area between each house. And there was a picnic table back there where his neighbor would go out there and smoke. And sometimes Rob would go out there and see him, just talk to him while he's out there. So one of these nights he goes, he's putting up his stuff because he gets home late. Mm-hmm. And he's putting his stuff up in the shed that's in the back. And if you walk past the shed or you walk up behind the house to go put stuff in your shed, you're automatically going to pass by this picnic table. And then he saw someone sitting there in a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was his friend, a neighbor. Yeah, And he said to him, I think his name was like Peter or something like that or something. I don't remember. You, you will use Peter for this story. Yeah. He said, Peter, what are you doing here? It's like, you're never out this late. And no, nothing. This, he, Peter didn't respond. And they just, the shirt just faded off in the distance. Like it just like disappeared. He said, it was almost like, like evaporating mist. How it, it basically, the shirt just like disappeared in the person there. Jeez. He was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like hurried up and put, and put his shit in the shed and basically went back inside. But yeah, it's the first time he said he ever experienced a ghost, like seeing it full fledged. Jeez. But um, another story told to me because uh-huh. I've collected these stories from people I've met through time. Uh, was my friend Kyle, and um, Kyle I remember specifically because he was a cool kid and stuff like that. But specifically, he's the one who tattooed the AFI on my inner bicep. Yeah. Um, because AFI is my favorite band. If anybody didn't know. But he told me over time that him and his friends were out at his house. And he lived in a cul-de-sac area, like a nice neighborhood areas. But where his house was, it faced the woods. The mm-hmm. line of houses that he lived on the street of faced the woods. So I guess they didn't finish um, building that area of a cul-de-sac yet. So I guess they yeah. were waiting to clear that area. It was just woods. Kyle said he was there in his front, there in the, in the, uh, the driveway. Mm-hmm. And they were talking. It was dark. But they still had moonlight out so you can see. Bright enough you can see outside. Yeah, without having I... without without yeah. having like street lamps or anything like that. And they were just talking in the front on the on the driveway. And Kyle was facing towards his friends, and his friends were facing towards the the woods. And they were talking mid conversation, and his friends both stopped talking and froze and were staring with fear in their eyes at something behind Kyle. Kyle's like, What the hell's going on? And he turned around and what he saw was a death-like figure. Ugh. He said it looked like like a, the Grim Reaper. Yeah, my grandma even seen a... carrying like a sickle almost. Yeah, has seen but something it like had that. to be at least eight to nine feet tall because it was its head was almost clearing the the trees, and it basically walked like like a good one, two, three, and it turned into the woods and just disappeared. Jeez, which they were like, oh fuck, and they basically ran back inside. Mm. <laughs> Oh my god! And that was in uh, 
Actually, near where you live, the Spring Branch. That was a. Uh... Yeah, that doesn't surprise. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. That area is creepy. I don't know what happened on the land there. But one of the things San Antonio is known for um, is their haunted hotels. So I found a list on Ghost City Tours, which is in San Antonio. Funny enough, yeah. um, and I just kind of wanted to like mention because I know like some of the paranormal investigators that are from San Antonio, they tend to go to a lot of these hotels, and a lot of them are downtown. Well, the only and, one like, I ever remember knowing about was mm-hmm. the Black Swan Inn. Yes, that's on there. Yeah. Um, so apparently the Drury Hotels of San Antonio's Riverwalk, they've apparently, you know, like had the typical, like, seen a couple of people, like, shadow stuff and all of that. Um, there's the Emily Morgan Hotel, which... Um, is considered was rated was recently rated the third most haunted hotel in the entire world um it was once a medical center in the early 1900s um and has been a site for all sorts of paranormal activity you can find apparitions dancing orbs um ghostly visitors basically anybody that stays there is going to feel like they're not alone um so they have stuff that happens day and night. It's not like, you know, like specifically at night, like some hotels have where like the, for whatever reason, the activity heightens at night. This one, which I've passed, I've actually walked past and it's the Crockett Hotel. And I've heard like, even from kids I went to school with, um, stuff about this. Um, it's just across from the, ha- from the Alamo. Um, which is basically, for anyone that doesn't know, the Alamo was one of Texas' bloodiest battles in the fight for independence. Um, apparently, the Crockett Hotel has secrets, including the fact that the site of the hotel is actually where all of that bloodshed took place. So, <laughs> um, basically, it was rumored to be one of the most haunted hotels in San Antonio. Um basically you go there you see a lot of apparitions you get a lot of uneasy feelings and it's kind of the same thing as like the emily morgan orbs and apparitions and stuff like that seems like we have places to go when we go back to texas definitely um saint anthony hotel um again is reputable for being insanely haunted um ghosts that will follow you down the hall um yeah and then the the gunther hotel which was once the headquarters for the U.S. Armies and the Confederates. Um, the Sheraton Gunther Hotel has been owned by many different companies and many different people over the last centuries. Got a lot of um, distinctive like history behind it. Um, but what's less unknown it, or less known for people that technically aren't from San Antonio is that the Gunther was once the scene of one of the bloodiest murders in all of the city's history. So, that's fun. Um, Hotel Gibbs. Um, by the way, most of these are downtown. So, that that's probably why when you go down there, it's like uneasy sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's a Holiday Inn Express that apparently has ghosts. And the Old Bear County Jail. Um, definitely gives, says that it definitely gives, uh, guests and staff experience paranormal phenomena from the eerie sensation of being watched, apparitions appearing on security cameras and windows opening and closing on their own. Then you have the Black Swan Inn, 
um, which was on Ghost Adventures. I remember that episode. Yeah. And I was like, ah, they're in Texas. Yep, and became one of the most famous places to stay in Texas. Um, it's commonly you come in contact with ghosts who haunt this location. Uh, definitely eerie feelings. And there's also the Gray Moss Inn. Um, same thing, kind of like the same, the orbs, the apparitions, the uneasy feeling, you know, being touched, all of that. You know, a matter of so. places that, um, well, in Texas that I know as now, with, you know, our abilities and as investigators that I mm-hmm. want to go to, uh, one specifically, because I saw it, mm-hmm. was the, uh, the hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't even mention on here on this episode. And that's one of the things I've always been kind of fascinated with. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, it was on an episode of Ghost Adventures, one of the many places in Texas they've been to. But uh, it was told to me, um, well, the reason why I, I bring it up is because when you're driving, because well, I remember we, your family was in Fort Worth and my family was in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. one of the times we visited, I had to drive from Fort Worth to San Antonio, which is basically just straight highway. But the drive is relatively boring because there's nothing but field and woods the entire time. So flatland, right? Texas doesn't really have a lot of hills. We call it the hill country, but other from being flat a lot, it's you know our tallest tree is maybe like seven feet tall. So anyway, so I see nothing but flat, 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 flat the entire way. Mm-hmm. And then I pull through the city of Mineral Wells, and all of a sudden you see this giant hotel that stands towering over all the other buildings in the in the town that are maybe three stories at most. Yeah, and this thing is like twenty six, twenty seven. And it just has that creepy vibe just looking at it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. It... I'm surprised um, no Ghost Adventure show has gone there, right? Ghost Adventures. They have? Yeah. Well, darn. I must have missed that episode. <laughs> you can go watch it. It's pretty good. It's like one of their, uh, I don't know what season it is, like the later seasons. Yeah. Which is funny, when I was doing research, that was, like, one of the first places that I pulled because I knew for sure, like, I knew the backstory back behind that. And I don't know if there's a connection, but I remember, like, when I was researching it, I had the urge to listen to Johnny Cash music, like, consistently. Like, I don't know if he ever went that. Yeah, he did. He did? Mm-hmm. I don't know. One of the times he played in the area, um, or he might have played their place, because that place, when it was booming celebrities and and like yeah because of the water mobsters would go there because of the water yeah yeah that apparently they thought like it had like fountain of youth type of yeah healing properties and all yeah. this make you feel better um so yeah you got different people going there and stuff like that so he might have been one of the ones that kind of visited there yeah but interesting so i don't know why i got the urge so i don't know it was, it was weird specifically that one song that goes like ain't no grave gonna hold my body down ain't like no grave yeah, that one. That specific one for whatever reason, like, like the oh, and it was only when I was researching that, which was weird, because, I mean, like, I respect Johnny Cash, and he's got, you know, like, songs, but it's not someone that I go to all the time to listen to, so I thought that was weird that, as I was watching. So, any other psychic, if you get a talking to Johnny Cash there, DM us, because I'm kind of curious why I was listening to that. One of the longest reigning ghost stories told to me when I was a kid. In mm-hmm. San Antonio, um, was the kids putting their handprints on cars, pushing the car yes. on the bridge? Um, people tested by putting baby powder on it. It's like it, it's been debunked since then. And the reason why it, I say it's debunked is because it's an optical illusion. 
Yeah. The optical illusion is that it looks like you're going uh, uphill when really you're going downhill. Yeah. Uh, so they've actually disproved that. But you can't disprove the handprints, but then someone can easily, you know, just fake it just to make it look like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's one of the, one of those famous places for San Antonio. Every, if you're from San Antonio, you know that because you've been told that a hundred times. Hey, man, don't go over there because you the kids will push your car or something. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that there's a bus full of kids. They got stuck on the train tracks, and the train hit and killed them. And every time you park your car on the train tracks, your car will be pushed to prevent you from dying. Yeah. Even though no train has gone down those tracks in years, but they don't know that. Um, but one of the final stories I want to tell mm-hmm. from my time in Texas, uh, was one of the most intense and it has to do with my friend, Matt, and my friend, Steven, and the experience that Matt had, uh, while staying in the car, which was a bad idea on his part. Oh, is that the ranch? Yes. I will say, <laughs> uh, I did that one time, never again. Um, so one of these days, uh, I think it was a Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I was over at friend, my friend Steven's house. And he lives in mm-hmm. town. I lived out of town. I lived about f- 15, 20 minutes outside of town in the boonies. Yeah. Where the ranch is. The ranch is in the middle of nowhere. Um, so he lived in town, which is like all neighborhoods and stuff. And I was over at his place, and we were hanging out, and it was getting late. And I said, hey, man, did you give me a ride home? It's getting late. And, and Stephen suggested, hey, why don't you spend a night and we'll go to church in the morning? Because I always went to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I ha- well, I had to go anyway because I played in, the, in, the, in the, the church band. I played bass. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but I need clothes. I need my gear. I left it all at home. Right. Well, I'll take it to your house to get your stuff. And you can spend a night. I was like, okay. So, and Matt was with us at the time. And so we all get in his car and we drive to. My my house and it's dark, mind you, out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. no lights, no street lights, nothing. And we pull up to my house, and there's a porch lights not on, so it's dark outside. But you can see the lights of the windows. And I was like, okay, I guess my mom forgot to turn the porch light on. So, uh, me and Steven get out, and uh, Matt sitting in the front, mind you. And we get out, and I say, you want to come in? It's like, no, nah, I'll get us to here. I've told them. The stories of the ranch. Mm-hmm. I told him many of them have happened. I said, "Are you sure?" Even Stephen would look at him like, "Dude, what are you doing?" You know. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine." I was like, "All right." So we go, we go inside. I asked my mom, "Hey, it's cool to see you with Stephen." She's like, "Yeah, that's fine." So I went over to my room, which I shared with my brother, mm-hmm. and he was playing his guitar. So him and Stephen talked to guitar a little bit because they both play guitar. Yeah. And I was getting my stuff. I picked up my bass, and we left. So I was in the house for maybe all of. Eight minutes, Ugh. less than ten. Yeah. And as we we're walking out, I flipped the light for the porch light on because it was it was dark and I didn't want to you know try to stumble to the dark at the way leaving the house. Yeah. And we get to the car and now Matt is in the back seat. Oh no! Freaked out, like he is freaked out. I'm like what the hell's go- what do what? I? He's like get in the car. I'm like what? Get in the fucking car now. I was like okay, what the hell's wrong with him? So I throw my stuff in the in the trunk. We get in the car and we're driving. He's in the backseat. Mind you, he's still back there. And as we're leaving, he's telling us what happened while we're in the house. He says the second we went inside, no more than a minute later, he heard a hoof stomp next to the car. He looked around, and he knew I had cows because I talked about it, my grandfather having cows. Mm-hmm. He thought it may have been a cow that you know walked close to the car. Yeah. No, there's nothing there. 
Uh, I mean, it wasn't dark enough you couldn't see, but it was dark enough you could see. Yeah. So, or dark, not dark enough you could see. I was like, okay, what the hell was that? And then he hears that hoof stomp again, but in the distance. Uh, then again, next to the car. He looks around, like, what the heck's going on? Then in the distance. Then next to the car. He's like, what the hell's going on? So he gets in the back seat because he wants to see everything. And it repeats over and over again. And he starts he starts freaking out. So he starts like getting down, like he's hiding from it, whatever it is, because he's freaking out and having a panic attack or something. And he hears like a tink. <coughs> like something scratching the car with like one nail. And he's in the back seat in a fetal position, <laughs> like freaking out. And he said he was about to start honking the horn when I flicked a Porsche light on. Oh my! Which illuminated the entire area, and he didn't see anything there. And he's telling him this right as we're leaving, as we're riding down the road. And what's strange is that as he's coming to the end of that story, telling us that about him, us from the porch light on, and then of course that's where I met. I talked to him and stuff like that. The deer, and there's a lot of deer out where I lived. Yeah, I hit. I probably killed more deer with my car than I ever did with a gun. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> for perspective, yeah. but. They always run in the middle of the road like idiots they are. Not this night. This night, they were all on the side of the road watching us drive by, staring at us as we drove by. And remember, Matt said, why are the deer staring at us? And I was oh, like, my God. I was like, what? And I looked, and yeah, they stopped at the side of the road, not passing, not trying to run in front of us, and staring at us as we drove by. Mm. So we get back to Stevens. Yeah. And... We, I mean, Matt's freaked out. I was like, I was kind of like, this is normal for me. And Stephen was yeah. freaked out. And we were like, okay, let's see if there's an actual scratch on the car. So we got the flashlight. I looked. Yeah. There was a, a line mark from the front of the car to about midway to the passenger door. Uh, looked like someone took like a nail. Mm-hmm. It was a very thin, very small scratch, but it was noticeable. And basically, like, they, they scratched the car. Get out. Yeah. To that point on, they never went back to my wrench again. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I remember one time, put it to you this way. I remember one time you had to run and get your stuff or something. And I said, no, I don't want to get out. I just didn't feel like getting out of the car. And I, I kid you not, I had the jacket over my head. And something told me like not to look around, like just, just ignore whatever. And just put the blanket over your head and wait till he gets back. Because you parked at the like the back gate, not even like in the middle of the ranch, like the back gate. Oh yeah, because I just had to run up to the Ugh, my room. This is not weird. <laughs> this is also the ranch that your like uncle had the witch sit on him and oh, yeah. all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should end on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Next week? Yes. What are we doing next week? UK haunts. Oh, we're going across the pond, as they say. Yep. Definitely. So we haven't really touched on, like, outside of the United States, like, lores, legends, haunts. Mm. So we're going to kind of touch in the coming weeks of overseas, basically. And we're starting off with the UK. Yeah, because the I want to talk about the Ram Inn. Ugh. You know what I'm talking about? No. This is one of the first episodes Ghost Adventures went to. Mm-mm. Oh my god, the stuff they caught there. No, I know. Um, if you guys don't follow them, Project Entity has told me a lot of stuff. Maybe we'll share Rory's story about like sleep paralysis. Mm. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot they're from the area. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna talk about their their place. Maybe we're asking them to send us a story or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I forget what else I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know if I said this last time, um, but yeah, go. I I was on an interview with uh, uh, Believe in the Bazaar Mm -hmm. for Patreon about talking about my experience with the multiple universes, stuff like that. Um, That interview, I believe, is on their Patreon, so you have to pay to listen to it. But it's, I go into talking about being a Shadow Walker as well, which, you know what? I feel like. I've talked pieces about it, mm-hmm. and it's such like randomly out there that most people have never heard of it. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of waiting for a bonus episode I do with Jane, who's also yes a form of that. Yeah. But I think before I talk to her, right. I this is this is just an idea, mm-hmm. and and maybe after people listen to this, maybe they want to hear it, maybe they don't. I don't know. But I do have a bonus episode where I spend say thirty minutes. Yeah. Just talking about it. Everything I've learned, everything I've experienced, going in detail about this ability, um, and from what I've learned and the outside sources. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. I don't see why that's a problem. I feel like, because doing the psychic abilities, like, episodes that are going to be, like, my bonus episodes throughout the next coming months, um, I'm going to be interviewing other psychic mediums and stuff about their ability, because there is a vast different abilities i know we got a comment uh a few weeks ago specifically talking about yours that like you make it up um well i did it like i said like this I, guy straight up makes it up <laughs> and, and but i the said fact that's why the bonus episode with jane is going to be really interesting because she also has the same abilities yeah to a degree but i wasn't hurt by it because i know I can't prove this to anyone, mm-hmm. at least physically. You know, I can't show you it how it works. With a psychic medium, they can tell you something about yourself that you don't wouldn't tell anybody. Yet they know it without even knowing anything about you. Yeah. Um, that is a little more proof on that side. I can't read minds. I can't read your past or anything like that. I might get a feeling off you, and I've I've gained abilities. Well, I kind of see things. I've learned abilities of mentalism from from you know studying and stuff like that of yeah. micro expressions and reading people's faces and stuff like that. That learned skill I did long before I even had these psychic abilities, if you even call yeah. it that. But I don't have anything like you do when it comes to psychicness. Mine is almost basically just a weapon. Yeah. Um. But the only validation I have from it is talking to other psychics yeah. and them experiencing or even seeing what I do. Yeah, because I could say for me, I've seen, and one of the people that we're going to have on the episode, like I'm going to interview is someone that was on No Quarter um, with us, and she basically gets visions and she paints them, and the paint, like the paintings will morph and change and change, and so I'm going to interview her on one of the episodes, I don't know exactly when, but um, she's going to come on and talk about her abilities because she hasn't found quite anybody that has done this. And I've straight up seen it because she painted a picture and maybe we'll post it on there of Isaac's ability and what he does. Well, that's how she interprets it. And how she interprets it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen him like when he like pulls. I've seen like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like energy, like sh- in his hands. So like. 
I don't know. It, it sounds very out there. Not everyone's going to believe it. I, there's probably people out there that don't believe in my abilities either. But um, So we're not saying like, you. oh, you have to believe in what we say because it is the truth. No, you're allowed to have your own opinions. There's people that listen to this podcast that I know don't. I've gotten into debates about demons. I've gotten into debates about the existence of heaven and hell type of situation. So you're allowed to have your own opinion. You're allowed to think of whatever. But the only thing I ask is that you don't like just straight up like rudely comment like that guy. <laughs> like he was just rude about it. Like he wasn't even. Um, but yeah. Okay. And for anybody that's probably like, why no haunted updates? Why no investigation updates? So it's been a while since it actually kind of happened, but I thought I'd rip the band bandaid off and say, um, me and Isaac are no longer part of no quarter paranormal. Um, I'm not going to go into details what happened. There's just like some stuff that happened amongst the team and kind of like split away a couple of the members. So Brandon is still over there on no quarter paranormal with a couple of the other, um, people that were part of the team. Unfortunately, we are not, um, we don't really have any, um, uh ambition of going back anytime soon um we're in a pretty okay place with brandon um i just wanted to get that out there because you guys have been following us and have been following us on that path and so i don't want to sit there and say like kind of like conceal the fact that we were part that we're you know oh yeah we're still kind of part of the team no we're not so um that is that and with that being said you know go support them they do good stuff over there on their page but we are no longer associated with them so yes yeah yeah i just wanted to get that out there because i feel like you as audience members should know um and it wasn't anything uh like bad that happened it was just the best way i can describe it is a band right you've been in bands and brandon's been in bands and it was like, you know, like you're in a band and it just, it didn't work. That's the best way to describe it. It just doesn't, didn't work. Something occurred. It just didn't work. So, yeah. I just want to get that out there because I wanted people to know that we're not like trying to, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like act like we're still part of that group because we're not. So, and you guys have followed us all this way and, you know, I appreciate the opportunity that we got by being on the investigation team. Um, we learned a lot, we grew a lot, but it was just our time to part, like in a band. It was just our time to part. It was our time to leave. Um, like I said, go support them, buy their album. <laughs> just kidding. Get it? <laughs> Get it? No, that's what I, I'm, the analogy of being in a band member, but you know, go buy their merch, support them, you know, follow them. Um, there's good stuff they're they're doing, but unfortunately, we're just not part of it. Yeah. Biologies. Uh, you can check out our uh, social media at uh, hiddenintheshadowspodcast.com, which is links to all our social medias, like our Instagram at Hidden the Shadows uh, Podcast on Instagram, or Hidden in the Shot Six at Twitter, Hidden in the Pod Ka Two on TikTok, which I wonder who has Pod Cut One. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, I believe we have a Facebook. Yes. Yes. I don't know what day is that. I think it's because uh, I don't care about you Facebook. Don't, you, he hates no one cares about it anymore. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, also a link for our merch because we have shirts and shit. Yeah. 
um, on our on our on the website, the hiddenshadowspodcast.com. You can check that all out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so look forward to next week, guys. We talked about everything UK haunt. Uh, I probably yeah, we'll probably talk about it whether I not do that bonus episode just me talking about being a shadow walker. Yeah. At least going to go into explanation of what I learned. But as always, guys, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. Thank you.